Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today we're talking about something that I just told my brother-in-law we weren't going to talk about. The OGL or the supposedly new OGL that hasn't quite come out yet. Right. Yeah, I think it was for for us at the at when we first when it first came out, it was really technical, right? It was a contract supposedly leaked and w- and in in it it was something that that was really a, like a legal question could the OGL be revoked there was even uh gamer lawyers and they would say that they were not giving advice cuz they have to and this is not advice either we're just giving our opinions here not legal advice yeah well, neither one of us are lawyers or even play any on podcast but it was kind of like a like a real technical question and we just didn't the technical it. question was about the word perpetual. Yes. Which Saul and I both went that's an interesting interesting question. Right, right. And and when contracts language is very important, right? What do the words mean? Uh, and it's very it can be very complicated and that's what lawsuits are, right? When somebody means thinks that it means one thing and another person means another at least in contracts there's a dispute and then you go to court because they're it's not only contracts it's i'll just hearken back and all i'm going to say is what does is mean the the definition is is yes is let's not go there please i'm just telling (laughs) you that i mean it's not just contracts right but yeah i understand but in this case it's a contract uh the ogl way back made in uh 2000, 2000 when the 3rd edition came out 3rd edition came out in 2000 that's really crazy <laughs> I'm just saying yeah so well, so Saul has this big definition now so be prepared get the get the toothpicks to hold your eyelids open cuz he's going to explain the OGL to you well I'm just going to really just make it simple what the what is the OGL it's a contract right that D&D came out in like we said in 2000 when third edition came out and basically all it does is allows other people to make products for D&D third edition at the time and then later fifth edition without being sued did they skip fourth edition because nobody out, wanted to make products for no, it no they came out with the GSL the game means uh-huh. something license right and the game system license i believe which was a little bit less a little bit more restrictive than the OG, than the OGO. So we shall not talk about fourth edition. <laughs> I mean, fourth edition is its own little monster that nobody really liked. Well, there's I guess there's a few people who liked it. There's some people it. that really liked it, but for the most part, it because of fourth edition is because of fourth edition is what allowed Pathfinder to become so popular at the time. Yes, and Pathfinder, for example, is uh, is is made under the OGO. Uh, the Pathfinder, the first edition of first Pathfinder. Edition. Right. Correct. Anyway, so that's all it is. It just allows people to make content for D&D, 3rd edition and 5th edition. And the content, as long as you don't reprint stuff that's in the core books, right, you know, intellectual property. And you don't put print the rules in there either. Right. That's the whole point of the OGL is it means that you're going to go out and buy the player's handbook with the rules in it, right? Right. You're going to make adventures. You're going to make uh, – you can make uh, – what is it? uh, uh campaigns settings you can do anything like that just supplemental material that that does not contain any mechanical information from the player's handbook 
So basically, if you wanted to play D and D and use this third person, per, third party's stuff, whatever that is, whatever the, you know, whether it's a campaign or whatever, you would have to go buy the third edition book, or in this case, the fifth edition book also would apply. Now we've talked about this before because this is when the when the massive roll twenty things right. came out, right? D twenty, D twenty, yeah, D twenty. There was a huge massive amounts of books published and some of them are excellent and some of them were eh. yeah some of them were not so excellent a lot of them were just uh broken rules right they were overpowered spells or overpowered magical items and all this other stuff that happened with the d excuse me the d20 era and and a lot of stuff came out and a lot of companies made money and some of them are still around today and the whole the whole reason the ogo came out i think at the time was before that, um, in the early TSR days, right, they were very strict about if you they went after people, they sued people for right. for using um, without anything permission. that was similar to D and D without permission. Yeah, and I think one of the creators or one of the first I, people who thought of it was Ryan Dancy. He was I don't know what he was at the time, but he worked at Wizards of the Coast, and he said it shocked a lot of people at the at the meeting that he was in. But he convinced them that it was a good idea that by using people who play D&D and people who want to make stuff are going to support D&D in a way that a company couldn't because you can't hire as many people as there are who are really interested in putting out their own stuff. And that would only help sell D&D books or player's handbooks at the very least of the third edition. And it worked. I mean, there was a, there was a lot of gaming going on and... And it worked again when 5th edition came out. Yes, when 5th edition came out, it worked very well because people really liked 5th edition. Right. I think I think um, one of the things is that I learned from going down the rabbit hole and watching all kinds of videos on this <laughs> is there are a lot of creators out there that create stuff for under the OGL. And there's no way you could hire all of those right. people. I mean, you could hire them as freelance people, but who you would need a department just to do that in your company. Right. It would be a huge department in, in the WOTC, and, and it's just a lot of money, and there's a risk in hiring all those people, and these people are people who are usually doing a labor of love. They have a job, and then the second, the second job or their, their, their love of the hobby and the fact that they want to put out their own stuff has and there's a lot of people like that obviously since if you go to drive through rpg there's a ton of stuff that's well made if well by, not anymore well who knows right now <laughs> we're in limbo so so that's what the ogl did and it was vastly popular obviously there's companies built on the whole idea of making stuff for fifth edition as as like cobalt press was is one paizo, paizo. was one that that started but kind of went away from the ogl and you have all kinds of companies that help support D&D by making supplemental materials. And it's a very, it's not a huge community of people. If you look at the, if you, uh, I always think it is because I know, I mean, I, I see all these people, right? Yeah. But then you look at the, the, the it, it didn't really make the major news. I saw it on um, CNBC, but they were just talking about Hasbro having a little problem with one of the things. It wasn't like, <laughs> The gaming community to us is big because we look at it and there's a lot of people. We're part of it. But from the outside, people go, what? Well, yeah, it is a small, it is a small dedicated community, but it's small compared to the rest of the population. Though a lot more people are playing 
Yes. Role playing games than uh, probably have ever played before because of popularity and because and that, and and we've talked about why D and D specifically has become so popular is because of its inclusion in popular culture like Big Bang Theory and Stranger Things. Stranger Things, even though they're not playing it like most people play, I mean they really amp up this like. Well, most people do not play like it's pre- presented in in those shows, and of course there's like Critical Role, which fell on the market or came on the scene and it was and I remember watching it at the beginning and I never I never thought it would grow to be this humongous thing that's making millions of dollars right you know by twitch streaming by twitch and streaming and making like now they they had they made enough money to make a comic uh not a comic what do you call it uh animated, animated show. show and that and that's a lot of money and 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 that was all kickstarted, and they have a lot of fans, and those fans go on and, and try out this game that Critical Role is playing, and that game was D and D. When they go on and well, didn't they start with Pathfinder? Yeah, they started with Pathfinder, and they moved to their fifth edition reluctantly, because once you're when when you same with Saul when we were when we oh, went yeah. from third edition to as he calls it three point five Pathfinder, we. Uh, 3.75, because there was a 3.5. Oh, 3.75, I'm sorry. We, I mean, he had all, in fact, he has all the Pathfinder books. I'm looking at them currently, and I can look at the other shelf and see a ton of, of edition. edition books. In fact, but going from one system to another, you invest in all those books, right? And I don't think that Wizards of the Coast, when they decided to, or Hasbro, when they decided to update the OGL, really took into consideration how gamers are well okay so what is what is the big controversy so d and d sixth edition they call it one d and d is coming out in twenty twenty four which is next year and with that they decided to update the o g l and they didn't they they decided to update the o g l but they didn't tell anybody a, a document was leaked like what Right, December twenty seventh or something. Right, and Saul and I had Saul and I were, I had just been in quarantine for ten days in my room, <laughs> and so I was totally out of the loop on everything. And he's all, when we sat down to talk about what we want to do about on the podcast, he goes, "Look, this is really interesting because we're always looking at um, gaming news, right?" And I go, "Well, yeah, but." nothing's come out yet it's just a leak maybe it's not even real or if it is real there's not a whole lot of information we can take from it right and i don't know what we would talk about on the podcast yeah i I remember what the leak was i think it wasn't the full document there were just there was just and then the full document got leaked right leaked yeah and it's still leaked right it's still it's a leaked document that means that basically it's not totally official I think it, it was it, a it was a con it was a it was the new OGL one point one sent to a um, content creator a, a content creator and a con- and somebody leaked it I don't know who and I wouldn't tell you if I did so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, well I guess it was sent to people uh, who make a lot of, of over seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year probably well yeah I mean I don't I have no idea what the finance of these some of these companies are but maybe it was sent to like Paizo it was sent to Cobalt uh, Press. We know it was sent to Kickstarter, and yeah, and Kickstarter, and the whole idea was, and the, this new OGL changes substantially what the from the original OGL. Now, when this first started, 
there was the idea, one of the things, because they didn't have the whole document, there were just parts of it that were leaked, I think, as I remember. There was a part where they say, now, uh, basically they're rescinding or revoking the original OGL, and then everything's going to transfer to the new OGL. And a lot of people really hung up with that going. Well, you had to sign it. Yeah, right. they sign it by January thirteenth. I think. Well, was. that was a, that 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 comes into question later. So, so a lot of people were saying, "Well, can you revoke the OGO, the one point one one point zero OGO, and there was one point oh a to the one point one, and make people switch right." And the, and that word was was the one that really hung up everybody, right? Perpetual that you hold this uh, contract or this license in perpetual in perpetual T or whatever something like that. So that was a like a real legal question, right? And we're and me and Jolene as even though I was a pre law major and we did a whole uh, semester on contracts, and I know a little bit about contracts. I don't know all that crap, but I know enough that. Every word matters, right, in a contract, and that is very important. So the whole there was this whole argument. Well, does perpetual mean that forever? And can and but what about revoke? Can you revoke a perpetual contract and all this other stuff? So there was lawyer game gamer lawyers who were arguing on either side. So some landed on the side of when you say gamer lawyers, do you mean gamers that are lawyers? Yes. Okay. Yes, that's exactly (laughs) it. In fact, there's this guy called uh, uh, the gamer lawyer. The game, the the rules lawyer. The rules lawyer. Yes. And he's actually a lawyer who plays games, who play D and D, and plays board games. So he weighed in, and there's a couple other people who weighed in, and and it was still in that fuzzy, weird, like, well, okay. So they're really arguing about whether it's, whether the original OGL is revocable. That was the first. That was the. That first was the first deal. kerfuffle. Right, Kerf- Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to try to say that word this much in the morning. <laughs> so we we go. We're like we're not going to. And I'm gonna- like, and, and what I said was, well. To me, perpetual means perpetual, but I don't know what a lawyer would say because I know, just like Saul, that it depends on the 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 words in the contract. And then, but also, didn't um, the guy, what's his name? Right, Nancy. He he stepped in and said, "I was there," and perpetual meant perpetual. Right. But and and I tell and later on, I tell Saul that I think that if. The people who are alive that actually wrote the contract or were were part of it, that if it did go to court, the judge could call them to the to well, of course, or not the judge, Definitely. but a lawyer would call them and they would actually testify. So a judge would take that into consideration, right? And so whether I, how they would rule, I don't know. But I think yeah, from my remember the in contracts, it's talked called about the meeting of the minds. What was the intent of the contract? Yes. Now, Wizards of the Coast probably has a little bit more money than almost anybody else and they would argue 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 that though it says perpetual we can revoke it that was and this is what really when i went down the rabbit hole and started watching (laughs) youtube videos of of creators talking about what was going to happen to them i realized that this was the biggest thing they were worried and then somehow the i know the the whole everything everything got leaked because i watched the OSR guy, I don't remember his name. Tanker, Tanker, probably. Siren. Yeah, I showed you the video with yes. him, and he went through the whole thing, and I, I watched all of it, and um, he was not happy. 
Well, the language is it is very troubling for and somebody he, who makes content, content and sells it for a livelihood. Yes. And one of the things that really got to people was the whole, well, there was the perpetual, but then the real thing that got to them was Wizards of the Coast said that they, in, in one of the, the subsections, 12 subsection B, they said that they could take the work that other people made and use it any way they wanted to, to make money or right. not make money. And in the fa- and then also <clears throat> in there, it says that they can revoke your you being able to to produce your content at any time with 30 days notice with 30 days notice <laughs> so that really got to people i mean it was it was a really bad kind of a contract for anybody who would want to sign on it that wasn't was the coast and then they said if you didn't sign it and turn it back into them by january 13th that you couldn't right produce or or sell anything your 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 life it would be revoked. revoked yes so so when that dropped the actual the whole ogl 1.1 1. or they call it 2.0 it really rattled everybody because people were like talking about certain parts of the ogl because only parts of it were, were were leaked the new one and then when the whole thing got leaked and 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 people who were I mean, it made a lot of gamer news, right? There was a lot of articles written, and people were saying, "No, this is the real deal. This is this is the actual contract." So, so it turns out that what they did do is they sent out the OGL one point one, and they had a and they had a contract where every person they sent it to had to sign it, and like you said, had to sign it by a certain date, which means. They're ready to implement this 1.1 OGL, and if you don't sign it, we're going to revoke your. And so people were like, we're, "If we don't sign this, what do we do?" Right? Especially some. Com- and then, and then there was then there was that that other part, the, the royalty, the royalties. Part. So if you made over seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, or yes, thousand dollars, and I'm not sure if it was profit or or total uh, money, you. Would pay Blizzard Coast twenty five percent or whatever you made, which is a huge amount for a royalty because people who like are in TV shows and stuff, the royalty is tiny. Right, it's like five percent. They, they get they get these little tiny checks coming in every time somebody plays their show. Yeah, twenty five percent is a quarter of your money. Yeah, a quarter, and it's a lot of money. And and the problem is is that these companies. Are like sometimes they're just like one man shows, right? And even though they might hire freelancers and hire on a contract basis, like four or five people to that, do the art, that's still a small to company. All the different things, right? And and you and these companies are twenty four percent would put them out of business. Well, and it wasn't so much that it said what the thing that really got to people on that one was it said they could change the the, the amount at yeah, any they, time. Yeah. So, right. I mean, and I was thinking, well. Well, Paizo's going to go, no, this isn't going to happen. And uh, nobody said, and the other thing that really bothered the gaming community was that um, Wizard of the Coast didn't, was was totally silent for right. over 14 days, at least. I think, yeah, it was like it was, at least 10 days, but it was close to, yeah, it was close to two weeks. And then everybody's having a meltdown, right? There's all kinds of people talking about it on, on YouTube, on Reddit, on Twitter, on Twitter, and and it was complete silence from, from Wizards of the Coast. And I'm like, and the, the longer it went, silence, like the, the silence spoke, right? They're saying, 
they're saying they're not coming out saying no 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 this is not a real thing this is not they didn't say nothing which was which kind of is very telling. ominous yeah. telling for a big company not to respond to this thing so the 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 i think there were a couple and then as so so last week i go okay well felipe says i should look at this and yeah. and and i'm like going well i don't know i told Saul i go i don't know what we would talk about because i haven't really seen too much and then i went on youtube and Boom. people have freaking lost their freaking minds <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's plenty of. We're not going to read the whole OGO contract. We're not going to read. Oh God, no. Their latest statement, which is even a bigger fiasco. Well, there's a couple of things in their latest statement that I would like to pop. Well, out. yeah, but we're not going to read the whole thing because there's a lot of people videos online that you can see and they read the whole thing and they make comments as they read it, which is important to see. You can look up. You can look up uh, the original OGO, or the uh, the updated OGO 1.1, and read. Look at it. Look at that and then compare it side by side with the latest statement they made. It was on Thursday or Friday of this week. I think it was Friday. Friday. No, it was Thursday. Thursday. And and see how those two, the words in those two documents compare to each other. Like I said, at the beginning of this whole drama, it was this very legal type of argument. But then when the whole whole 1.1 dropped... And everybody was able to read it. It became a bigger thing, and then there was like bombshell after bombshell every day. Last week was just crazy because I started. I I started looking up stuff. Right, I go okay. I'll look and see what Felipe is talking about because I knew I was like I hadn't really found anything on it because I had been looking right because Saul said look for this, so I did. And then as soon as Felipe said it, and I go okay, I'll look more. So I actually looked it up i typed in ogl controversy and my screen blew up with all these these videos so i started watching them and i was like i'm like going okay one which of the coast might have wanted to think about the people that actually play the game that they they put out dungeons and dragons and the one thing i know about gamers is to be a gamer to get the Dungeons and dragon book or any game book you got to read the rules. So these people, gamers actually read everything, right? They don't just, unless you're Saul, Saul just skims over stuff he doesn't <laughs> like. But they read the rules. So you have to have a, a specific kind of, of, of tactic when you're going about figuring out how you're going to play a role-playing game. Because it's all in your brain, right? You're getting everything out and you're figuring out what the rules are because those are, that's how, what you, how you play. So all of these people are getting this information leaked to them and they are reading it and they're going, this is what it means. And they're actually thinking about it, right? And they got really, really upset because they're like going, they're going to take away my livelihood. They're going to, they're not taking, what do they, do they think that we don't know what they're doing? Because they weren't saying anything. Right. And, and, And that's, and, and it really got to the point where, where people were, well, they were, they, they were, were rebelling. They, they were said, rebelling. Yeah, they and, said, you know what? If they're going to do this, I'm not going to play D and D anymore. I'm not going to buy any anything from Wizards of the Coast. And then somebody said, we should, because D and D Wizards of the Coast bought D and D Beyond, right? And it's right. and D and D Beyond is coming out with a VTT, right? A virtual I don't know what the, the, I don't know exactly what they're working on. Yeah, but, but before before that happened, Paizo decided to come out with their own license. No, it no? was it was the the, the, the 
cancel your D and D. Oh, subscription Beyond came out before Paizo. Okay, and and then that was on Monday or Tuesday when that when the cancel the subscription thing came out. And they so and then on Wednesday Paizo and um, Cobalt Press Paizo came out and. Cobalt Press and Chaosium were with them, plus Savage Worlds, the Savage Worlds people. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of independent, oh, not independent, but but went decided to to sign up to their what they call it Orc. They decided yes. that they're going to make their own um, OGL, right? Gaming license, gaming open license. gaming license, and, and it's not going to be tied to a specific company. It's going to be held by like a trust that will. The only thing they will worry about or care about is not making money, but it's about maintaining that 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 that's reference document not the reference document but that gaming license is adhered to right right and it's going to be a real open gaming license for anybody that signs up to that license in their statement paizo said that they would they knew that not all creators or publishers had the money to go to court and fight this but they would right cuz there's the bigger there's the, probably the biggest competition to watsi and and i think that they you know has the problem is hasbro is owned by by what no watsi is owned by hasbro which is a billion dollar company and in the role-playing industry which is a very niche of you know like we've we get, you know, us gamers fall into the toy division in most <laughs> places right and under the toy division we fall under games and under games we fall under role-playing game it's really it's a really small slice yeah piazzo is probably the second biggest company that's that that is out there and and i think somebody was rating how much money they make and i think uh hasbro is 9.1 billion dollars and and i think piazzo is worth about five million dollars so there's a huge difference. I think Hasbro life. was worth more than what you just said. Well, it might be, but uh, it's 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 a billion dollar company compared yeah. to a million dollar company, and the 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 size is staggering, right? It is the story of David and Goliath, but, but but there's so many other people involved. Then the Chaosium joined in, like I said, you said Cobalt Press, and not only that, but all these people who like content creators who are on YouTube channels and. And small one-person-run companies, you know, who make content for third, fifth edition, they all start joining in and basically saying, telling people, this is bad. This is a terrible thing for for Watsi to do. And since Wizards of the Coast wasn't putting out any kind of statement, they people just got kind of, this is going to happen and we're going to have to switch and do other things, right? Right, and then the whole D- and then the canceled, whole D- canceled D and D Beyond subscription really took off. Well, they crashed the website by cra- right. by so many people canceling their subscription that one of the guys said that D and D Beyond did a they took their website down for a minute and they took off the cancel your subscription button. Right, but they can't actually remove it from the website, so Basically they just removed it. the button. They hit it, and there was so. <laughs> Of course, gamers being gamers, they found the link to cancel your subscription and put it out. So everybody went and started canceling their subscription. And that seems to be what made uh, them, through D&D Beyond, Wizards of the Coast released an update. Well, they released a statement. An update statement. Yeah, yeah. I want to call it. Well, they call it an update to the open gaming license. (laughs) 
I think it was them trying to clarify, clarify, and I'm using air quotes. I know you can't see them, but clarify the real intent of the 1.1 open gaming license, right? They and it's a lot of spin. I mean, when you read this, when you read this, whatever oh, this update, this statement. It's like it's like when someone breaks up with you and they say it's not me it's, it's not you. me it's not you it's me but it's really you <laughs> kind of it's a, it's a very yeah. ambiguous and I think passive aggressive statement and it's just I I'll t- I I just I want to talk about what's in this just a couple things right and and I, I actually there's more than a couple things I wrote I I, I was only going to limit to a few things but there were so many, so many that, things that really upset me and upset everybody. Everybody was like, this is a crap statement. And I called it craptastic. But so so this PR piece comes out and it, and it says all kinds of things. Right. One of the one of the, the first, first thing. two things, the first two things that it's the whole reason they, they came out with it is protecting diversity. Right. Protecting people <clears throat> of color, uh, people of different genders and stuff like that from malicious and bigoted and discriminatory products right correct which which okay okay i don't even know what that means but some other people kind of clarified i'm like why would he even say that so one particular youtuber said that it was about if you make it about being against hate then how can you be against that right and i could totally understand that from a pr perspective but from but from an, but from uh, from the perspective of a gamer, you being told this, you're trying to pull the wool over people's eyes. In this in this case, and well, and also the original OGL license right. protects people from that because at any time you can revoke the revoke license. the license for that kind of stuff. Right. So it, it, it w- we're very unhappy with that statement. I listened to several people go off for a little while on it. <laughs> the next one was they were worried about blockchain, Web3, and NFTs, right? NFTs and non-fungible tokens, which I think is a big ripoff anyway. But And they were worried about that being used and blah, blah, blah. And the only company that has ever made anything, a stink about or has even proposed making NFTs is Hasbro. Is Hasbro themselves. So for for D and D, which Coast. was which I think the the NFTs they want to make are for Magic, Magic the, the Gathering. Because so. there's a lot of art in that. Yeah. And then I'm just like. So everybody said no. That's that's and that's a the bunch third of crap. Reason was to stop big corporations from making money because all they care about is the 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 hardcore gamer, the the home brewer, the, the community, and all this stuff. And I would like to point out that, as one of the YouTubers I watched said, uh, Hasbro, that's you. The biggest <laughs> corporation is Hasbro. So then they go on, and uh, then they make some weird statements that they never intended to make money from content creators' property or their ideas. And if you look at the 1.1 thing, that's, there's, a clause. Have, there's a clause. It's, it's Section 12. <laughs> B, because I had like six people on YouTube literally pointed out. So what, what what that part says is that you give us the right to license, to use, to for uh, your stuff in any way we want, in any time we want for the rest for the forever, forever. perpetually. <laughs> and it, and it, and I was like, so why would you include that statement? How that? How do those two statements vibe? It just, I mean, match or whatever you call it. 
it's just terrible. It's just like, like okay, people. The, I don't. Okay, let me keep going before I start giving the. <laughs> Nice. Wait, you, you missed one of the one of them, which is the right after the opening paragraph with the three reasons they say they want to point out a couple of things, two things. One, that it's their job to be good stewards of the game, which okay. just made people go nuts on YouTube because they're like, really? Well, they're being good stewards. They're getting rid of all third party. Content. Yes. And then the second part was the OGL exists for the benefit of the fans, which and nothing about these principles they haven't wavered from these for a second, they say, which by putting out the OGL 1.1, a lot of people believe they have. Yeah. So, so which makes that those, those, those two statements pure lies. They're just lying through their, through their, well, it's, through their it's teeth. spin. I just <laughs> yeah. got to tell you. They never intended to make money off of. Oh, the one that, that got, and then right after that, when you, you, you talked about the last thing you talked about. Oh, no, you didn't talk. Because they say that this draft was put out oh. to get people's feedback. Yes. Because they wanted to know what people thought. Which, according, if, you, if you've ever gotten... And I know, I'm not a contract lawyer, but I know when one of the, the company that I work for gets contracts, they send it directly to the lawyer. And then they redline stuff and stuff like that before anything is signed. But... I don't think that's what they meant by draft because they had a date for when you had to sign it and and they didn't they weren't they wanted you to sign they it. Send it out, right? So yeah, a contract is So not Kickstarter the, might have been able to negotiate with them and get some of the, oh, yeah. the stuff changed, but I don't think that the the one man show putting out six adventures in the last 3 years or a m- couple modules is going to have the is going to have enough money to hire right. a lawyer to go talk to these people, right? Right. Yeah, there was that part too. That was pure bunkus. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I was going to talk about the idea that it's feedback. You don't send a whole contract that somebody needs to sign, and and call that asking for feedback. That's but they they true. did get the feedback. Well, they don't want feedback. Well, for me, th- this document was just a lot of BS, right? Uh, ultimately, I I think. Uh, there, there, if you look at if you look and read the one point one, and you don't have to be a lawyer to figure this out. You look at one point one, and then you you compare it to the statement that they put out. There's a lot of inconsistencies between what their contract says and what they're said in the statement. And a lot of people say, well, the only thing that they care about is money, right? right. Well, yes, because and, Watsi, and then Hasbro. He, well, I'm gonna say it's Hasbro and Saul and I had this conversation, and this is the way it went. Who is the person who's in charge of this? And do they know who gamers are? One, the the higher ups are probably just thinking about the bottom line, right? They want to. They want more money. They're not making enough. They need more money. Well, there was that uh, idea that they need to monetize RPGs more. And uh, I think that comes from the from video games, right? Or it sure the, sounds like it because because that's what my son does. He buys all kinds of crap all the time on on different games microtransactions yes microtransactions and some big transactions but um i don't know that that they understand how gamers play and i know D beyond you have a subscription you can have all your characters there you have all the books there and people actually put their own content up their homebrew stuff and, right. and into their stuff so that they can and then they play with their friends and one of the monetizing things that they had that people were worried about was you weren't going to be able to share your books with the people that were playing in your campaign they would have to buy the books individually so that they had them on their account account 
Which makes sense, you know, to make money, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. as a microtransaction, although I, I think it, that that's wrong. I think you should be able to share your gaming books with the people that you're playing with. Because not everybody needs to own all the books to be able to play this game. Yeah. Does that make them stewards of the hobby? No, <laughs> no, that doesn't. And, that. and you know, and care about the home brewer. And, and then, and my other question is, do they know gamers? Because and most gaming people will, especially if you play D and D fifth edition, and you know D and D sixth edition or D and D one is coming out, right? You have a book, a shelf full of of D and D fifth edition books, but when you and your friends decide, oh, let's try this. I heard it was pretty good. Then you're gonna go. You're gonna buy those books the at least the player's manual to yeah. see to see what what it is and then you're going to buy the the dungeon master <laughs> manual and then you're going to buy the monster manual and then you're going to end up with an, a whole shelf of D&D 6th edition or D&D 1 books right right cuz i think most gamers being how we are even though like we're ha- perfectly happy with 5th edition people really like it i mean it, i ran it i ran quite a few campaigns and i i had a lot of fun i got I don't know how many books on my shelf, but a good amount. Even though I don't plan on moving forward or going to sixth edition, I'd probably buy the book. I'd probably buy the book. Or someone would buy it for you. <laughs> well, that's what happened with you for my birthday. Somebody gave me fifth edition, which I was not intended on running because I was perfectly happy with Pathfinder. Happy with Pathfinder. But I think gamers would have bought it anyway. Whether they're, I really love fifth edition. Uh, my campaigns are going well. I don't want to move to 6th edition. Most people would buy the 6th edition. Well, someone would, and it. then they would show it to you, and then you would need to buy it. And, and slowly or surely, you would move on over, right? I think. Or at least you would try it out. All and right. if you didn't like it, then you wouldn't buy all the books. That's the way most gamers are. If they, if like, that's for D&D gamers, right? That, that really like D&D. Right. Gamers that really like other games are the same way when a new edition comes out. Even though, like, Shadowrun... We were playing fifth edition, but sixth edition came out, and a bunch of people bought that, right? Because it's the newest edition; they right. fix stuff. Well, hopefully but then they, they didn't like it. But some of them did, right? Every yeah. edition is the same way. Yeah. Some yeah. people are gonna like it, some people aren't. But they're gonna, you're gonna get. Most people are gonna buy it, and with all of the newcomers to D and D fifth edition from all the actual plays and all those people, they would have sold a ton of books. I would think so. Now I'm not so sure. Right. The whole reason we I made this episode or we decided to work, do this is because I'm kind of a curious guy. And sometimes it does get me in trouble. It gets me in trouble at work. It gets me in trouble sometimes, you know, in my world. Because my, I just want to know why, right? And sometimes my Jolene tells me, there's no, there's no reason. There's no why. It's just the way it is. And I'm like, no, there's got to be a reason why. So the why I'm asking is, is... Why would they put this out, right, Watsi? Why would they put this out, and and why would they put out the next that statement that is trash, right? You know, you're right. We talked about gamers and how they are, how they read books, how they can understand a complicated rule book such as any role playing game and figure out how it works. They're critical thinkers. They role play critical. Sit- critical thinking situations and they know how to tear apart rules and and we they invented rules lawyers that's the whole that's where it comes from rules lawyers are people who play usually D, but they play other games too who are able to read rules understand them and be and be able to mini maximize the, their characters and stuff and then you put out this 
put out this OGL and then you put out the statement that really is condescending, right? Because you're not going to put out that statement if you're a gamer. If you're if 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 a gamer wrote this statement, it would never look like this, right? If a true gamer wrote this statement, somebody who played D and D, no marketing but, people wrote it. Hello, right, right, and it, it was filled with the right words, sort of in their, although, in their mind, although. They did say they rolled a one, which really pissed off people, <laughs> and I can understand that because that's very condescending. Yeah, because because you know that, that no 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 nobody who wrote, who plays D and D wrote that. It's like oh oh I rolled a one. That's that means a, a bad thing. Now everybody knows that, so it was just like a what is it? It's like it's like trying to pretend that you're in no you're in the know that you're one of. You're you're one of us, I'm gonna say, but you, that you're a gamer, so you know that that we know that we messed up by by putting that dumb statement in there, and everything else, you know, no matter how it contradicts the one point one document that you put out or whatever you want to call it, leaked. Yeah, that was that <laughs> that was leaked, and it's just I I just want to know why there's so much money riding on this kind of thing that somebody really messed up. And it messed up bad because, you know, at the very beginning of this whole debacle, I was saying there's no such thing as bad publicity. No, this is bad publicity and bad. I mean, and then the only reason that they even put out a statement uh, that's uh, it's a it's a piece of crap statement. But it's going to win over some people who were like, oh, well, I'm still going to play d d It's still going to win over those people. Cause, oh, they threw a uh, what do you call that? Well, a leaf, an olive branch to us. No, it's not an olive branch. It's it's a slap in the face to anybody who can read and and understand uh, both of these documents at, at the bare minimum. No, Saul, tell us how you really feel. So, but 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 I, I, I'm still I'm still curious as to why they would do it, and I don't understand people people who make a lot of money, and I'm talking ridiculous money, right? Make the decision to put this out, this statement. Somebody, somebody at, well, I don't know if it's at Watsi or somebody at Hasbro said, "Yep, that's put it out. That's a good idea. That that's that's gonna win over there. That's gonna bring us back into the good graces, right?" And I'm just like, "Did you guys? Okay, I know you guys don't play D and D. They don't play D and D, right? But they're supposedly good businessmen, right? I would think, and they they're just terrible." terrible it's a terrible decision and i don't understand how they can mess up so bad well i don't know all of what that's totally Saul's opinion i i don't know about that i know that the problem is that a lot of these content content creators now are going to go think twice before using the ogl knowing that a new one is coming out and in fact a lot of people said they're going to switch their they have stuff ready to go to the publishers yeah. but they're going to change it so that it has nothing so that actually hire lawyers to make sure it doesn't have anything. Well, you just screw up everything that has anything to do with D&D. And just uh, change the rule. Change, not the rules, but change the the wording, the content. I mean... Uh, change the, change it enough so that it is their own and not, it doesn't have anything to do Or make it system with. agnostic because a lot of times people yeah. do that. Or they'll switch to a different system like Pathfinder. Right. Go, oh, well, you know, Pathfinder 2nd Edition, it's a fantasy game. I could easily switch over. I mean, not easily. There's a lot of freaking work involved for these people, but they can switch over and still be able to sell that product. Right. And so I think that one of the things is gamers remember everything. Yeah. 
and they took this as an offense to them personally and content creators are probably going to switch and I mean some might still do it depending on if they don't change the OGL or which I'm pretty sure there are because Oh no, they're going to change it. There's no doubt about it. It's going to be it'll be interesting to see what happens. But uh, my two takeaways are gamers are a lot of people are going to just move away from D&D because there's plenty of games out there. In fact, on Facebook, I I belong to a Savage Worlds group and they were saying, <laughs> welcome, come over here. We have all of these things. We can help you. We'll teach you anything you want to know about our system. It's just as easy as the D&D system and we'll just come along this way. We have all the kind of things you're looking for. And there's all kinds of systems and we talk about them all the time. Yes. That everybody will be willing to take in these people that aren't going to that are so offended they're not going to go and buy D&D and like my friend Mike said we already have all the books we don't have to buy anything else right we can do any system we want and we can still play anything from original D&D to 5th edition and we don't need to buy anything new to do that right yeah and i think people have a uh... I've talked about well, what are we gonna play next, or what it would blah and stuff like that. You know, I we go to I me, me and Jolene go to conventions about three times a year, and I run a game almost at every convention. I pretty, pretty much I do, and I have never run a D and D game at a convention. It's always been something else. So there are tons of games out there that'll pique your interest, and you can leave D and D fifth edition behind and not support a, uh, a company that is that terrible to its own fan base. Well, and, and like, like I just said, you can still play D and D. You just don't, you don't have to buy the, the, the stuff, right. the new stuff. Right. So uh, in the end, I think you're right. Watsy slash Hasbro. The only reason they even put out that statement was because of their subscriptions of D and D beyond being canceled in mass, enough to like make somebody say, hey, what's going on? And you have to put something out. We told and, you to monetize this, not lose the money. <laughs> right. And then somebody else has tied is that tied this to to the movie that's coming out, which is which is coming out in March, I believe, in a couple few months. And somebody said, well, this is terrible, right? Because like the people who are automatically going to go see that movie are D&D fans. And if you piss them off, they may not go see your movie. They might see it. But they're not going to go pay money to go see it at a theater. So I don't know how many, how much legs they have. But like Jolene said, you know, pe- gamers have a long memory, and they don't like they don't like being lied to. They don't like being mistreated, and they don't like being condescended and to. condescended to, and all these things that that statement that the that the updated statement or whatever you want to call it by Watsi put out. And so I think you know they they made a huge mistake, and I think. A lot of people are saying, "Well, they're just gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna put this out, and then they're gonna wait a while, and then they're gonna put, gonna go ahead and do whatever they're gonna do because they really believe in their, in their plan." Which is why a lot of the content creators are gonna move to something else because they don't know what, what the new statement is gonna be. Right. The the yeah, and the new uh, OGL OGL will be whether they're gonna change it or not, and and stuff like that. But I think a lot of it is trust, right? If I were, if I was a content creator. For D and D fifth edition, what I trust Watsi to in six months, I'm gonna go to Kickstarter. And I'm gonna put out a D and D fifth uh, supplement for fifth. Am I gonna do that? Am I gonna trust that this company is not gonna is not gonna change their 
OGL that they feel that they can change it any time. I might not do that. I might go with Orc, which is by uh, the one by Piazzo and and Chaosium and stuff like that. They writing one, and I think and then and then Cobalt Press, I believe, is coming out with their own fantasy rules. They're saying they decided that right. Yeah. We're not gonna you know, this is a threat to their existence. We could pivot and make our own game and then sell our own stuff. We have enough fans of our stuff that I think we can use that to our advantage and not have to make these concessions to this big, huge corporation. All you have to do is literally just look at the two statements and then make up your own decision. It look, it's as bad as they say. If you go on YouTube, people will read it to you. We have. We've, they will literally go through it. Yeah, and then, line by line. <laughs> and we've we've seen like at least four or five different people do it, and all of them have have bring their own take. All of them have their own opinion. And uh, one thing that unites them all that it's bad, right? They're so, not happy, right? And so there's this meme, and uh, and uh, I think this is how I finish. There's this meme where they compare, where they somebody put the names of a. Uh, of different content creators, different third-party uh I believe it companies. was uh, Role for Combat. Role for Combat. And they added the names of like uh, Piazzo and, and, and Indestructiboy and all these YouTubers and Ginny D is one of them. Because I guess she was... The, the, I don't know. I don't know. I don't follow Ginny D, but she's a, a... I don't know if she's a YouTuber but, or Instagram person, but she told people to start canceling the subscriptions and that's the only reason i think hasbro has even like blinked but anyway they put this meme out the avengers versus uh thanos in the big fight and uh and all, and all these other little people on the on the hero side have the different names of these youtube people who who basically let off the alarm and said hey Sal's not doing a good a good job of describing it he can put it in the notes yeah you, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll find it and put it in the notes I was just going to say that even though once this is published, everything may have changed because all week long, every day, something different has happened on this particular topic. Hopefully the weekend, it'll be nice and calm. <laughs> Hopefully. We'll see. So there you go. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. You have a good day. <laughs>